For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to the Career Confidant. We're glad that you've joined us today, and today you are going to be glad that you've joined us because you are in for a special treat. As you know, we have been talking about several topics for the past years around how to be successful in your job search, in your career advancement, and today we have a special guest, Susan Whitcomb, who is one of those leaders out there in the field really setting the tone for what's going next and how to be successful in the job search world. And Susan not only talks about mechanics of the job search, but really that mindset and what it takes to be effective in making your career change or being successful in your career advancement based on your mindset. So Susan, we're so excited to have you on the phone today. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, so kick us off today. One of the major trends in the coaching world, and for good reason, one of the trends is around neuroscience and positive psychology. So kick us off here and tell us a little bit about that field and what's coming up there and how it relates to job search. Right, absolutely. So I'll just say a little bit about the neuroscience piece. And people might think, well, goodness, what in the world does that have to do with job search? And the reality is it has everything to do with it because how we are wired inside our bodies, the chemicals that are flowing through our bodies, the neurochemicals that are floating floating through our, our systems are having a great impact on how we show up. And I like to tell people that if you imagine sort of a rainbow continuum of red to orange to yellow to green to blue, that we can be sort of in that red zone. And when we're in the red zone where we feel sort of threatened, when we feel nervous, when we feel like somebody may have control or power over us, which job seekers sometimes do, when an employer can or cannot offer them, decide to can or offer them or not offer them a position, those sort of threats really cause our biochemistry to change. And when that biochemistry changes, it really impacts how much, how quickly we can think on our feet. It impacts how well we can engage with others and our ability to engage with others. And it certainly impacts our ability to create trust and find common bonds and that sort of thing. I can say more about that if you would like. Or... Yeah, well, in that power, I don't know if it's really a power differential, but that that stress that we feel, like you said, changes how we interact 
And a lot of times people end up, you know, they go, oh, I never, never even thought I'd say that in an interview. Or I had a client once who ended up crying in an interview. And of course, that's an extreme, but they really do, we really do have a, a mental state and that really does impact how we perform, even no matter how much we might practice or do some of right. those things. Right. You, you, you find yourself at a loss for words or um, kind of freeze up or, as you said. And what's happening there is that the good news is that welcome to the human race. You are responding <laughs> to what is perceived as a threat of some sort. And in, of course, prehistoric days, that threat would have been the saber-toothed tiger coming at you or the clan from across the hill come to uh, pillage, whatever it might be. And so our bodies then are wide to be able to to survive and we get uh, you know all sorts of different chemical changes happening so that we can indeed either fight or flight and that fight flight response that we've all heard of and are familiar with shoots up our cortisol shoots up our adrenaline and sends all of this blood flow out to our arms and hands and legs so that we can fight or flight but what happens is you have to ask yourself so if all that blood flow is going in, into those big muscle groups Where is it coming from? (laughs) And part of what's happening is that some of it gets sort of siphoned away from the smart part of our brain. And cortisol is found to wash over parts of our brain that actually kind of hold memory. And so it shrinks for a moment those, uh, those memory pieces. And that's why we freeze and we can't remember something that we would have practiced or, or memorized previously. And all of that stress of of what what we can feel like stress in the job search process when it lasts a long time it starts sort of changing the ability for us to see options and see different possibilities and that that kind of thing our resiliency gets drained our immune system sort of gets cannibalized i see so many job seekers that end up with colds or sick or injuries and a lot of that really is attributed to the chemical changes in your body when your immune system is not getting the nourishment that it needs because all of those you know big muscle groups are getting it instead of your the rest of your body yeah, and that happens to people, too, when they're in a position, and maybe even they're working, but they're not happy, and they've just been there a long time. I know you've probably seen those as job seekers, as many as I have. They're employed, yeah. and yet they're stuck in this position where they're just feeling diminished, and that can really impact them perhaps even more than being unemployed sometimes. Right, right. And so what you just mentioned there is, I think, for us, uh, for coaches or people that are working with people in the job search mode, for people listening, to be able to think about what are these triggers that are sort of sending me into this fight-flight red zone as opposed to living in the blue zone of being calm and connected and thinking about possibilities and being peaceful. And so some of those triggers that I see from a job search perspective fall under the the um, acronym of TRIBE, T-R-I-B-E. And so if you can be aware that things like your time, um, that's the T in, in TRIBE, is impacting a, a threat response, sending you into that red zone, the thought of, am I running out of time before I have to pay my next house payment and I don't have a job yet? Or can I get my resume finished in time? Or I've got way too many things to do and not enough time to do it. So that to-do list, task list, time piece can be a big trigger. 
uh, the R in tribe stands for our reputation and our relationships. And that, that can be a, feel like a big threat when you're in job search mode. The re- relationships or reputation of, I don't have income, I don't have a title, I don't have these social connections that I used to have versus somebody I'm interviewing with who does have income, who does have a title, who does have all these, these things. That sort of reputation um, can feel a little bit off. Um, so that's a threat. I is income, and certainly job seekers or people that are trying to get promoted and get a raise or something, that can be feel like a threat. And so many people do look for new jobs because they need to have more money or new in- income coming in. Um, and then B and E, B is the body. So anytime we're feeling like we're coming down with a cold or getting sick or we've had an injury or we've got some um, disease or illness that we're dealing with, that also is a threat response and exacerbates that sort of fight-flight piece. And then the final piece in tribe is expectations, E for expectations, the expectation that I would have had a job by now, well, how come this is taking so long, or the expectation that somebody would have gotten back to me when I reached out for networking help, any of those things that sort of disappoint us or where we feel like, wow, I'm surprised, or there's uncertainty associated with that, those are all places that can be triggers for the fight-flight threat response. Oh, that's great. Those are great. Just to think about all of the pressure, you know, all of those things, they're just um, pressure that it, you know, it's normal for us to feel that way. And yet when you talk about them, it's, you know, it just feels like pressure even listening to it. (laughs) So now that we've got everybody all pressured and stressed, (laughs) what shall we do? Well, but it's so important to realize when when it's happening and some of, as you said, the triggers, because then I would imagine that that helps us figure out how we want to handle it differently, right? Exactly, exactly. And so I think about um, the idea that, let's say if you had, a, if everybody were to draw right now a pie shape, a big circle pie shape, and give yourself a tiny, tiny sliver in that pie that, and you can even write the word tribe into that little sliver, and maybe that's 2% of your whole pie. And what you want to do is you want to get 98% of the rest of that in sort of positive thinking because what happens is that what we focus on grows. And if we continue to focus on all of those tribe triggers, then it actually creates new neural networks, new neural connections in our brain and adds to our wiring that says, I don't have enough, I'm under threat, I'm you know in trouble, etc. And so it's a, a, we can come back in the next segment and kind of talk about how do you start filling up that 98% of the pie with positive things. Yes, and that is, that's part of the challenge, right, is that we all have these things and they're real and they need some acknowledgement and, and some, you have to do something with that, right? We can't just say, oh, I don't have enough time, I'll just forget about it. <laughs> but right. it's more where you focus and how you handle and process that stressor, not that we expect people to get to a place where they never have that stressor. That's not realistic. No. It's more about how we deal with it. 
Right. And and then when you spend more of that time in the blue zone, so I talked about the chemicals that shoot off in the red zone. In the blue zone, that's where you're going to have more of that dopamine and serotonin. You're going to have more blood flow into the smart part of your brain. You're going to have better ideas. In fact, the research that they've done have shown that people, when they're in that sort of blue zone state, they actually see more options. And that's really important in... in um, job search, of course, and it shows that they engage better. People don't hold back from them because they look more comfortable, they look more at ease, and trust increases, so, you know, it just really snowballs, that whole effect really starts snowballing to the point where you really show up as who you truly are, <laughs> and, and that's what we want people to see when we're in that job search space anyway. Yes, and I... You know, the science behind this is fascinating because I think you can, common sense, say that, sure, this makes sense. And you can think, oh, it's a whole, whole bunch of wooey-wooey and, you know, um, doesn't work that way. But when you get into the real science, and as you said, to get the blood flowing to the right part of your brain. And, and most of us have heard in some ways the challenges and and dangers with cortisol so there really is some science behind this and yet some of the tips and tricks that I know you'll share around manning managing it really aren't rocket science so we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back and Susan's going to share some of her tips for staying in the blue zone so that you can have better thinking and better ideas and react the way that you want to react, whether you're in the job search or serving in a leadership position and wanting to to put your best foot forward. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What makes great leaders? Results? A lasting legacy? Is it making a difference in your life or maybe the lives of others? I lead. The Leadership Connection with host Dr. Linda Sharkey will bring you the practical tips and tools to make you an extraordinary leader and by doing so, build a better, more successful, and more profitable organization. Our show is all about you, the leader that you can be, and the culture that you can create. Tune in to I Lead, The Leadership Connection, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. 
Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are just so excited to have Susan Whitcomb with us, and she's been sharing some of the underlying thought behind neuroscience and how it applies to job search or really any situation where you're under stress and wanting to perform better in your work or in life. I think they use some of these same techniques with athletes, everybody who wants to be at their best. So, Susan, we've been talking about this neuroscience and keeping people out of the red zone, that fight, flight, or freeze mode where their brain doesn't work quite as well and they're not being able to see those opportunities. And so tell us a little bit about some of the strategies that you've learned can be helpful. Sure. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to recommend is that people go and do drugs. <laughs> right. And they're thinking, who is she got on this show today? Um, no, what I mean by that is do your natural drugs, meaning if we know that neurochemicals like oxytocin, which is referred to as the cuddle hormone, or dopamine, which is often referred um, associated with sort of that high that you get from learning something new, um, if, if we can start thinking about, all right, if those that chemical mix in our bodies actually make us feel better. And when we feel better, we think better and engage better. Then how do we get those things to start releasing? And so thinking about, all right, so if it's oxytocin that that makes me engage better, and that's important in that process of networking and interviewing, then how do I get that going? And you can do something as simple as watching videos of cute little puppies or babies, um, you know, before you go into interview or before you do a networking event, or simply just when you start your day. And so thinking about how can I actually get some of those different um, neurochemicals pumping through my system. Um, and if you just even Google some of the oxytocin or things like that, you'll, you'll get all sorts of interesting ideas that will come up around that. Um, so, and that can also be a great way that our support team can help us, right? Your yeah. friends or family, people that want to help but don't know how, well, exchanging, I mean, massages, right? I mean, with, even with a friend, exchanging massages or doing some of those uh, physical things that aren't, you know, not, not necessarily have to be a spouse, but someone that can help us do some of those things. Those release some of those same. Right. Or you could go pay to go get a massage if you have the yeah. financial needs to do that, to get some of those same things flowing. 
Exactly. You know, that helps like with serotonin, they say. so, And it's hard to say. Some of these neurochemicals, we don't know exactly what they do. But just the concept of thinking, okay, it's my dopamine day. What am I going to do to get a, to, to, to kind of get a high from learning something new, finding something I'm fascinated by, some, something I'm really interested in? So, yeah, so that's, that's one idea, kind of do drugs. Um, <laughs> the other thing is to think about control. So most of those... Uh, tribe threats that we talked about earlier often make us feel like we don't have choice or we don't have control. And so really thinking about what are the pieces that I can control? How do you control the controllables? And in job search, many times those external things around us are things that we cannot control. We cannot force someone to offer us a job. We cannot force someone to say, yes, I will network with you or give you job leads. We can choose or we can control some of the more internal things. And so thinking about how do I control those pieces um, There was an interesting study uh, that was done at Google not too long ago, and the people, you know, Google has all these amazing, brilliant people. They also have a lot of administrative support people, and they found that those people were not as happy in their jobs, and so they, you know, kind of put their minds together about how how do we make this change, and they discovered they took a control group and then a research group, and they told the research group that you can take your strengths and you can sort of flex your job and do it a little bit differently. You're still doing any of the same tasks, but you can do it differently. And they found that after six to nine months, the people that had been in the, the research group and not the control group were 70% more likely to have gotten promoted or gotten an interesting lateral move. So how does that relate to job search? Think about how do I do things a little bit differently? How, and this is where strengths come in. That's another key piece in all of this. Know what your strengths are. Go and do the strengths finder. Go to um, AuthenticHappiness.org and take the values in action, VIA survey. Know what those strengths are. And then look at your activities, your challenges for the day, your projects for the day, and say, these are the two or three strengths that I'm going to lead with to, to do this particular project. And that does two things. Number one, you're getting kind of a dopamine bump because you're doing something novel. Number two, our strengths, they have discovered, are highly myelinated, meaning that there's like this um, covering over the nerve fibers that actually allow us to get to those strengths much more quickly than doing something that we're not familiar with. So you're going to find an easier way to do it, and it's a more creative way to do it, and it gives you a sense of having a little bit more control over how you do it. Oh, I that. love that. Yeah. You know, yeah. the strengths piece of it is another one that people can kind of brush off thinking, you know, oh, it's not that important that I focus on doing those things that, that I'm good at that make me feel good. And yet you can use those in so many different ways that thinking creatively about how to use your strengths to overcome your challenges is one of the best ways to use to use that right. tool. And so often in job search, we do, we look at strengths and we think about how do strengths relate to the target position. And of course, I'm all for that. I think though that we stop short sometimes and we could say, let's say that somebody's got empathy as one of their strengths and it's time for them to go out and network. And maybe in their head, they've just blown up this thought about how hard networking is and it's embarrassing or you know whatever the story is that you've concocted around what networking is that's negative, that's causing you to feel bad. And instead, say, all right, 
right, I'm going to take my empathy and I'm going to say, I'm going to use my empathy to connect with the person with whom I'm networking. I'm going to understand what their needs are, what their, their hurts are, what their challenges are. I'm going to under, kind of connect with them. And the research shows that when we connect, boy, there's some fascinating TED Talks out there on that, that when we connect, we actually, um, different parts of the brain start lighting up, or the same parts of the brain start lighting up in my brain and your brain, or my brain and whomever I'm networking with. And that is the essence of communication, and that is the essence of trust. And so, you know, it's just a wonderful, um, overlooked uh, strategy, I think, that a lot of job seekers aren't, aren't thinking about to be able to do the tasks that they need to do in the job search. Well, and just to do it your way instead of feeling like you have to do it a certain way. There are very few things that you have to do a certain way to be successful. It's really more about doing things in a way that's comfortable for you and doing, you know, certain tasks will be more productive, but you can still most of the time do them in a way that works for you. Right, right. Um, Laughter. It may seem like, you know, people said, wait a minute, a job search is a serious business. You you don't get it. I've got to make, you know, payments and this is getting stressful. The reality is that when we laugh, again, we're releasing dopamine. We're releasing different kinds of chemicals, neurochemicals that are going to make us feel better. And again, the same story. When you feel better, you think better, you act better, you engage better. Um, so I sometimes recommend things like a Bob Newhart video uh, to, to watch before you go into an interview. That can actually be <laughs> an interesting way to, to sort of loosen up just a little bit instead of giving yourself just a big pep talk. Um, and then That's one, great. I love it. Yeah. And then one other piece, and we've talked about this before, I think, Marie, that um, so one of the, it's the second most popular TED Talk of all time, at least at this point, by Amy Cuddy, C-U-D-D-Y. And she's done this fascinating research on power poses and how those actually change the testosterone, the, the cortisol in our systems. And so I recommend to the job seekers that I work with that before they go into an interview, Find up the bathroom, you know, near where you're going to be interviewing. Go in and do one of these power poses and hold it because Cuddy's research showed that people that did a power pose prior to going into interviews had a 10 to 20% increase in their testosterone and a 15 to 25% decrease in their cortisol. Oh, interesting. And so is there a way that people can see the poses that you're talking about? Yes. If you first, if you watch the TED Talk, you can do that by TED Talk, Amy Cuddy, and it'll come right up in Google search. Or you can Google uh, Amy Cuddy power poses and you can see, I think there's a a bunch of poses that show the power and then the other ones that show more of that closed down uh, passive sort of um, response or our body posture. And in her research, she actually then had these people do either power poses or the closed off sort of pose. Then, unbeknownst to them, they went into an interview. She's videotaping all of this research. She goes, they go into an interview and they interview with someone who has no eye, can, no eye contact, no smile, no connection at all. And these poor people have to interview, right? And then after all of this research was done, people looked at these videotapes and they said, who would you hire? 
And across the board, the people that they said they were would hire were the ones who did the power poses because they were more confident in those interviews. And then they have all of the so biochemistry to kind of back up why they were more confident. Oh, very interesting. I love that. So there's my new thing for the day. <laughs> yeah, fascinating. Right. So, so and I have one last piece if we've got time real quickly. So and the other piece is just simply to care and be happy for that other person. When you're networking with somebody, you're interviewing with somebody, uh, research has shown that when you care, it takes the focus off of you, you engage better, you connect better, you create trust better, and then you don't have to worry about doing all the other things like, you know, um, holding yourself just the right way or saying just the right things or whatever it might be. So uh, that's um, one other quick little tip. Oh, that's great. Well, and the things that you're talking about here, uh, you know, for all levels and all types of people to think about what works for them. You may not be a person who wants to meditate and, you know, I think that you you, you can do that differently, right? There's mm-hmm. so many other ways to find something that works for you instead of just ignoring these things. So, yeah. Susan, before we say goodbye to you, I want to give you a chance to let people know how they can connect with you. How can they read more about your about your teachings? How can they soak up more of your wisdom? Right. So at our website, www.theacademies.com, and I've got a blog that covers a number of the things that we've just talked about here that'll give them little sort of practical neuroscience tips to be able to be their best. Perfect. Well, Susan, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And listeners, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back. And I'm going to give you a few other tips and tricks to think about and tell you some stories of some individuals that I know that have used some of these things so that you can integrate it into your practice. So we're going to say goodbye to Susan, but we'll be back here on The Career Confidant in just a few minutes. Thank you, Susan. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more, old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. 
Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've had the pleasure of talking with Susan Whitcomb about keeping your mindset in the right place to be successful in achieving your goals, job search being our our main focus. But really, these ideas apply to so many other areas. I've been working with some individuals employed within organizations that are looking to take a step up in leadership. And these, these same issues haunt them from time to time, going to do a big presentation, getting ready for a performance review, and even having a a conversation with a team member or a boss, your mindset going into that is so powerful. And, you know, I think it's easy if you're anything like me. When I was first getting into this field, I would listen to these conversations and just think, oh, you know, it's kind of just seems like a whole bunch of mystical wooey wooey stuff what what are we doing here and then I started working with job seekers on a regular basis who were unemployed and in 2008 2009 not su- not surprisingly there were quite a few of them and saw the, the impacts of this law if you will lots of people call it the law of attraction that what you think about or what you focus on grows and it sounds you know, in some ways, perhaps kind of wooey-wooey, but then it also is practical sense, right? Common sense would dictate that where you're, where you're putting your energy is where things are going to go. And so if we're focused on being too busy, if we're focused on not having enough time in our daily work, or if we're job-seeking and we're focused on the negatives – you know, the lack of, of opportunity, and that was a large focus of the people I was working with in that time frame, right? Just the lack of of opportunities that they perceived. And there's always some truth and some fiction in all of these beliefs. The The main truth that we've got to figure out is that our our way of handling them and where we put our, our mental energy really does make a difference. Now, I'm not suggesting, and Susan's not suggesting, that you pretend these don't exist. In fact, you're you're better off knowing that, that they exist, acknowledging that something is stressful, and then specifically doing something 
to change how you're thinking about it. So if you're really busy, I'm not uh, suggesting that you ignore all of the things you have to do, but it's to focus on, on something productive. And one of the things Susan talked about at a recent conference that she spoke at around the same topic was just instead of that focus being on, I have all this to do in so little time, just focusing either on, on one task and getting that done. And if you read any of the productivity things, you know, a lot of them say, write down three things you're going to get done that day and don't, don't try to do more because you're not going to be able to do more. And your focus is really going to be jumping all over the place, trying to get too many things done. And people all have their own ways of, of managing that when they have too much to get done. So you might have to experiment and see what works for you. Sometimes writing it all down can be very comforting because then you know you don't have to remember it anymore. It's written down. Sometimes writing it all down can be way too overwhelming and that may vary between situations. Sometimes writing it all down might be helpful for you and then at other times it may be too overwhelming. And so you may just write down those things you can get done that day focus in on those and then then get them done and, and have that mental energy done, mental energy really p- packaged and put into something positive. And of course, you know, when you're faced with some of those stressors, making making time for other things can be important. So this is one of the things that a job coach or a, a recruiter, actually a recruiter, said to me during that time period, 2009, 2010, she said, Marie, I'm just seeing so many job seekers that are absolutely frazzled. What are you guys telling them? <laughs> and I said, well, I don't know. You know, we're trying to help them get their job search organized and be productive. And she said, well, please don't have them spend 40 hours a week on their job search. You know, they need to be spending some time doing things outside of the the job search process. And that's, of course, something I think we as, as coaches would have been telling people anyway. But to hear it from a recruiter was very empowering for me and for my candidates that, you know, it can't all be about job search. And if you're, you know, trying to get a promotion at work, it can't all be about that. There has to be some balance there in terms of filling yourself with other things. And as Susan said, now I know the chemical piece behind that, right? That filling your cup, your mental cup, your mental energy cup with things that interest you, like learning, reading, or if it's getting out and and spending time with other people in a different way, all of those things they're not a distraction. They're giving you the mental energy that you need chemically, as she was saying, in terms of dopamine and oxytocin and, and serotonin, giving you those chemicals that your brain needs to be able to think well, to react well, to be creative. All of the, all of the juice that we need to perform at our best we get from doing some of those other things, not by sitting there and focusing harder, working harder, you know, that we, we hit that, that place of diminishing returns when we do those things. So this, uh, this is something that is most challenging perhaps for some of my, my technical candidates who very linear 
and, you know, thinking that doing the work is what gets the work done is, you know, a good linear thought. And yet there is that point where it just doesn't work that way anymore. And when we're in a situation where we don't have all of the control and when we're in job search or even if we're trying to get a promotion at work, you know, you don't have all the control. And so you're going to be faced with stress at some point in that process and how you handle that stress, how you're, you set yourself up to deal with that is going to be very important um, for your future and future success. The other big part of it that I saw when I was working with job seekers really is that lack of ability to, to be creative and to be open to opportunities and thinking about things differently because of the changing and shift in work and even the shift in how one finds work, this becomes a really key detriment if we're too stressed out and closed off to new ideas. You know, if we think that the job search is going to work a certain way and aren't able to flex and see when it's not working and do something different, we tend to just kind of sit there and dig deeper and deeper into this hole of trying the same thing over and over again and having it not work, right? Which is the the definition of insanity. So when we get into that place, that's really our opportunity to say, okay, let's take a break. Let's do something totally unrelated. Let's do something different. And, you know, as I said, when, when, when Susan was on the line, you know, some people are meditators, some people aren't. They've shown that some activities can have just as a similar, a similar interaction with your brain. For instance, walking or doing an activity like that, especially with the side-to-side motion, can have some of the same benefits as some counseling techniques where they use side-to-side touch along with thinking to reprogram your your brain very interesting things to think about but as you're walking and for me you know when I was running I run a lot it's using the benefit of that physical output as well as the side-to-side motion to really think differently and you know by the time you do a 30-minute walk you're going to have time to cycle through all the bad stuff all the negative stuff and you want to make sure that you're getting to some of those good positive constructive what are you going to do about it kinds of thoughts moving side to side and you'll find that when you get back to your house or your office you'll have a much different thinking around how you're going to approach that problem so that can be a great activity to do during lunch if you're having a particular stressful time at work or if you are job seeking and working both um, take that lunch break or take some time right after work and go for a 30-minute walk or meditate or do yoga or whatever it is that works for you to get outside of your brain really and to have some physical motion with that And, you know, especially when I was running, after you run for about 30 minutes, your brain naturally has almost that same emptying that they talk about with meditation. So find your way to get there in terms of getting your mental state in the direction that you want it to be. And, you know, I think there are some 
we have to maybe overcome our own stuff with some of these issues just in terms of our ability to be positive or to think about being positive as important. And so challenge yourself to give it a try. Even if you think it's a whole bunch of wooey-wooey junk, give it a try and see what you think. And oftentimes when I would teach this and the, teach the law of attraction in classes at the Workforce Center, I would tell people that I consider myself to be a reformed pessimist because I never thought about the really the importance of thinking positive. And I, I don't know, I guess I considered myself a realist and I think I still am. And sometimes that can be a, a cop out for not wanting to do something different. But when I think about the the power of just shifting how I think and focusing in a different place, it really is it really does make a difference. Again, if I'm sitting around just thinking about how much I have to do and I'll never get it done, that's a completely different type of work and a much more unproductive type of work than if I'm consciously choosing to think about that differently and to be more productive with my thought. Again, not brushing it under the rug or pretending it doesn't exist but choosing to think about it differently. So we're going to come back in just a few minutes and we'll finish our our thoughts here and give you a little checklist of things that you could do differently when you're feeling stressed at work or stressed about your job search. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace, Every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Business Channel. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. 
If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we are talking about your brain and how to get your brain working in your direction instead of focused on things that are negative and as Susan was talking about putting us in that fight, flight, or freeze mode, that that red zone. And she talks about, you know, that blue zone and getting to that place where we can be more creative, more productive, the the blood is flowing to the better parts of our brain versus we're in flight fright or <laughs> freeze. Say that ten times fast. When we're in that we have a hard time being productive, thinking differently, focusing on what we want to focus on. Really, you know, we can kind of think of the duck with the little feet going and going underwater. Even if we look calm, we're just being unproductive and maybe going in circles. So how to get those feet going in the right direction when we're when we're stressed out. And she was really talking about different tricks for that. So she did talk about learning or finding those things that that fascinate us, that make us laugh and you know, interesting research that was done on Facebook a little while ago was that when we look at our, our friends' pictures, so when we look at our feed of other people's pictures and activities, we tend to be more depressed. Interesting, probably our our self-critic gets involved and we feel badly that we're not doing the things they're doing or whatever it might be, but some... Research came out showing that. However, when we look at our own, we tend to boost our our emotional state. So if we think about, you know, if you're thinking about, oh, I'll go to Facebook and find a funny video, that might work. And we might want to be a little bit more focused than that. Because as I said, you know, looking through that feed could actually make you feel worse, not better, unless you're going to look at some of your own stuff and reminisce about the great times that you've had. But as Susan was recommending, finding a funny video, funny clip. I know one of my husband's favorites is is Dilbert. He reads Dil- Dilbert all the time. And there's actually a website where you can get Dilbert of the day. Um, so whatever it is for you that you enjoy to to read to be funny or something that you might enjoy to read that in enlightens you magazine a book something that where you're learning something you want to learn as Susan was talking about those increase our our dopamine our our serotonin so in instead of going on a walk during lunch if you have something there that you like to read that fills fills that cup that can be a great strategy as well. Creating some kind of systems for yourself to handle your stress. So whether that's, you know, some kind of list that you have where you're 
you know what you're going to do, or you have a system where you come up with the three things you're going to get done every day, whatever it is that works for you, managing that endless to-do list, especially if you're working and trying to job search, juggling those two things can be a, a large challenge. So figuring out how to manage and get step-by-step, chunk-by-chunk, get those things done. And that's another one of the strategies that Susan had shared before was chunking just as a strategy for breaking down some of those bigger tasks or bigger long-term goals and chunking them down so we can focus on little, little pieces at a time. One of the things I also work with my job seekers on almost every time I talk with them is setting goals that are under your control. So be careful of setting those goals like, I'm going to have a new job by January. That sounds great. And you have no control over that. You have control over some of the pieces that go into it, but get more specific, get more actionable with your goals. And that can help keep you out of that stress mode as well. So really thinking about what are the pieces that go into that, what actions can I and do I want to take to make that happen? And, you know, we can set those kind of visions or dreams for ourselves, which are great, you know, envisioning yourself in a job in January is a great visualization exercise. But when you actually sit down to write your goals, make them more actionable, make them things that you have control over. That's one of the probably the most important things that I've learned in the last couple of years around goal setting is really that, if you will, in some ways, the myth of the power of those visions, yes, they can be powerful and they can also be very destructive if we have that that vision and don't have the means to reach it or don't have the actions identified to reach it. You've just got to have a balance there of having that vision and and doing some of that visualization work and then really setting some actionable goals or creating an action plan, if you will, to to get there. And then, of course, giving yourself the the grace of being flexible even with with that vision. So taking that control back, writing those goals down, finding some way to increase your serotonin dopamine by engaging in those things that fascinate you, that make you laugh. You know, they've started laughter yoga uh, all over the country, and I don't know that it really took off that much, but sounded like a good idea. But of course, we can create our own situations where we get to, to laugh and get to have that release as well. The last thing I would say in terms of keeping yourself in that that blue zone is is really to at least practice and try buying into the idea that what you think matters. And again, this is going to be easier easier for some of you than for others, but to to really try it for a while thinking about how you want to think, being conscious of that thought, being conscious of where you're focusing your energy. And when you feel really yucky and stressed out or tired, 
or even reactive, what's going on? What have you been telling yourself? Where have your where have your thoughts been resting? And how can you how can you consciously address that? How can you think something different? And the realities of life will be there and we're going to deal with them. We want to deal with them in a positive way where we're taking action, we're being in, in control in the ways that we can be in control and really avoiding that opportunity to become what they call a learned helplessness where we we convince ourselves that there's nothing that we could do about the situation and that's a dangerous place to be, especially in job search. You do have options. You do have opportunities. It's, it's a matter of how we interact with, with what we do and some of the strategies, of course, that, that you could learn to do things differently at work or to do things differently in your job search, to look differently, to think about a different opportunity. So don't get stuck in that mindset. Really think about how you can take little steps, chunk out those goals, create actionable goals, and move yourself forward. And of course, I welcome you to go to Susan's blog, theacademies.com, and follow along some of the great things that she shares in terms of using these brain powers, <laughs> using these brain powers for your own good. So feel free to follow follow along with her. And of course, you're always welcome to reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. And we'll see you right back here again next week for another great topic on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 